Where does that sit for you, that test match? What was your initial reaction when they finally committed the draw and gave it away about an hour ago? Yes, tell you what, so, somewhat a little bit flat. I think we may have spoke um, pre-test match, actually. I was really anticipating a, a 2-0 kind of sweep of this series. Um, look, they really struggled uh, at home against England, and we've been playing pretty decent cricket in, in the lead for this first test, and uh, we certainly started off in that in that vein to to do the damage, I guess. But yesterday's um, partnership from Sri Lanka, you know, there's a lot of resilience there, and, and they stepped up, you know, full credit to them. To them. So it's more of a case of we pat them on the back and go, that was well saved, as opposed to turning around and going, gee, New Zealand, what were you doing? Yeah, look, I don't think we've done too much wrong, to be fair. Uh, they, they've just really stood up on, on day four of this test. Uh, look, we won the toss, put them into bat on a green one, and we're well on top. And uh, Matthews, 80-odd, I think he got in that first innings and got them to a score of 280-plus, which was possibly a bit more than what was, you know, for us having won that toss and putting them in um, and the position they were in, they probably got, a, you know, probably 30, 40 too many. Uh, we batted exceptionally well, didn't do too much wrong there and obviously started really well in, the, in that third innings, but this partnership just really nullified it all, really. And, you know, the wicket down at the basin is just an absolute belter. Didn't, didn't really break up, didn't really change too much over those last two days. Look, day two is always the best batting day at the basin, but from there, it kind of really stayed the same, in my opinion. Not, so, un- unlike that, that test in Perth, I don't know if you've watched too much of that, but that, that pitch over there deteriorated or changed as, as the test match went on, and I love those test matches, and I've always loved the Perth test for that. But it's not like a draw happens every time they play at the base and reserve. There have been plenty of results there over, over recent history. Do you think anything would have changed had we have gone to the fifth day? Was there any sense that maybe the pitch might have offered a bit more? Well, was, one wicket could change the whole lot. One wicket, you open and end up, in the old adage, one brings two, and then you kind of in, into the into the tail. And I would have loved for us to have had the opportunity uh, today to really try and get stuck into them. It was a little bit of play, but, you know, the... I think the mindset was that rain's going to come in at some stage and the boys are possibly just a, a, a tad flat. But, um, look, I don't think um, anything was going to change too much because uh, Patel, I thought he bowled really well yesterday, even though he didn't get the real wars. He bowled with um, a lot of accuracy and wasn't getting a lot of turn and stuff, but he kind of did a job. And, um, yeah, it's just one of those days yesterday, I think we had to tip a, tip a hat to the Sri Lankan um, that, that, that partnership it just really put the wall up and and full credit to them. Okay, so Kane Williamson, and I'm loath to criticise him because his captaincy in the UAE was something quite extraordinary. The way he managed his bowlers, his attack, the pace he did it with was, was something else. Could he have done anything slightly different? My only criticism, and people out there listening going, I'm sick of you hearing this, Watergrave, you've been saying it for the last day. Could he have done something more with Jeet Ravel? Could he have put himself in to bowl at some stage? Um, well, I think when you get to those situations, and this is what Kane tends to do from my observations of him being the captain, he, he tends to rely on his, his, his trusted men. And his trusted men, um, uh, Trent Bolt and Tim Southey. Look, we saw this a lot, actually, in the first two test matches up in the UAE of Pakistan. Uh, our fast bowlers got a lot of the overs up there. What? you could call would be spin-friendly conditions, but he relied on his uh, his tried and, and tested true men of, of Bolt and, and Wagner, because Tim Sally didn't play those first two test matches, to do the damage with the ball. Whereas the Pakistan uh, bowling lineup, they used a lot of um, 
you know, spin was Yasser Shah did the damage. And they had a lot of supporting roles around Yasser Shah and that spin department. So Kane's mentality when he when he comes to captaincy is to try and toss the ball um, to the to the men who have delivered for him in the past. Kyle Mills joining the program as we look back and look forward at Test cricket here in New Zealand. Uh, so what do we learn from that that we can apply to the Boxing Day Test? I suppose if anything, uh, it's been brilliant for Sri Lanka. They'll be feeling like, well, okay. Only one win as we need, and we can win this series, and no one expected that. So they're probably probably more buoyant at the end of this test match, or have I got it completely wrong, Kyle? No, well, I think, well, Matthews is the big wicket. That, that, those 80 runs, yes, he got the, the century in, the, in this last innings and, and played really well yesterday, but that those 80 runs in that first innings, I think, were just as crucial, if not more, to be fair, to get that score up above 280. So he, uh, he, he cops a bit of criticism in his homeland, Matthews, uh, about possibly not performing as consistently as he as he probably should. And it just kind of felt like he would have had a bit of a point to prove in this test series. And so I think he's a pretty determined soul. And he's going to be the big wicket for the guys leading into this, um, or during this Boxing Day test. And uh, I'm sure you have a target on his back when it comes to that. But uh, the wicket down there is usually pretty decent, isn't it? It's... Uh, uh, there's always good runs at hand down at down at Christchurch and that and that Hackley Oval there is a pretty decent track. So the guys are going to have their work cut out if, if Sri Lanka perform to any sort of level they have done in the last uh, day and a half. So what changes need to happen? Do, do you look at a change of personnel? Is there a temptation to to play a Matt Henry at home, for example? And if that's the case. Who do you leave? Are you satisfied with the 11 we've got out there, Kyle? Yeah, it's pretty hard with the, this bowling group. And there's some sort of discussion points over in that Pakistan series. Well, who, who do you actually leave out? Because Trent Bowles done a, a great job for the side over the last three, four years. Tim Sally consistently does a good job. And look, Wagner's probably been the most successful of the fast bowlers over the last year and a half. But you look at the, his last three test matches, like he didn't pick up a wicket at all. Um, in, that, in that innings uh, the other day. I'm not going to get in the first innings. He didn't pick up any yesterday. He's got a lot of overs no wickets. And he didn't really pick up wickets all over in um, in the UAE as well. And uh, his mode of attack is normally the short ball. And that, well, that didn't work, did it? I guess the Sri Lankan boys were well prepared on that front from Neil Wagner. Uh, Matt Henry had a very successful county season in four-day cricket. I'd, I'd love to see him in there at some stage because he... He has great accuracy, he has good pace, and he can he can move the ball around. But, you know, to get him in there, someone has to drop out, and it can't be Tim Southey after that performance. I think Trent Bolt's got enough credits in the bank for some time to, to still be uh, charging in. Um, it probably falls on that Neil Wagner p- uh, position. But then he does bring that variety, but he just probably... He just looks like he's like a down a yard in pace, I think, from the years gone by. Well, and also, you can understand why, uh, after hammering away, bowling a hacky sack in the United Arab Emirates, and then also lack of response on this, he, he might just be a tad jaded. I, th- I think that can actually happen to people, even though Neil Wagner think he never gets tired. He's got something about an energizer going over there, hasn't he? Well, he played a lot of county cricket in the off-season as well um, for Essex, and he was charging in up there. And, uh, yeah, so he... He's one of those bowlers that thrives on a lot of, lot of bowling, but I think you're quite right. He sort of comes to, to an end at some stage. Uh, I'd just love for Matt Henry to give him an opportunity. Geez, he carries the drinks a lot, Matt Henry. Uh, every time he does play, he doesn't really do too much wrong. And uh, I'd love to see him to get another opportunity. Uh, leading into this test match, the, the spin department, um, you know, I was really impressed with, with Will Somerville um, up in that last test. How could you not? But they've gone with uh, the Patel factor for this test and 
always tough for a spinner at the base, and they not, it's not often that a spinner really stands up there. So I think you can't be too hard on Patel. Um, I think you've got, probably got to give, give him a go. If you give him a go this test, you probably have to give him a go the next test down at, uh, in Christchurch. Matt Henry hasn't got the best test average, and that's an understatement. Uh, that probably shouldn't come into it. But the fact that he may be playing at home, from your experience, how much does that hinder or lift your performance when you're playing in front of your friends and family? Um, uh, does it even I matter? Know, I like it. Uh, if I was playing at home in Christchurch, I'll find it quite tough. Us, but um, it's not your home. He was, <laughs> the uh, he'll obviously get a lift playing at home in front of it. In, in front of his friends and family, of course, but that Boxing Day test is certainly a test which it's one of those kind of iconic test matches, isn't it? You want to be be part of. It's a, it'll be a great occasion down there. They'll get a big crowd in, and you'd certainly much rather be um, involved in that than carrying drinks on the sideline. And yeah, his test record may not look that flash, but he, as we while ago when he played a, um, a consistent run of test matches, um, I think he's a, bit, a lot more experienced cricketer now when the league wicket-takers and county cricket um, in the, just the most recent season up there, and uh, I think he's just been bowling exceptionally well every time he's had the opportunity. Hard to criticise uh, any of the batting lineup after what they provided. We all want to see Jeet Ravel kick on, and we, and we know it's within him, but uh, across the board, Pretty hard to pick any holes uh, in any of those guys. They're all going to keep their places. No, nah, they haven't done too much wrong. And I, like I'm, Jake Ravel, you know, there's a bit of chat around there. He hasn't scored a test century and, and and stuff like that. But see, some of the runs he scored up in the UAE were pretty crucial. Like runs were hard to come by up there. It was, it was very difficult scoring. And uh, I think he. He just keeps ticking boxes, in my opinion. Yes, he hasn't ticked the big box of a hundred, but he just keeps doing a job. Uh, still got forty odd in this. Uh, in this test match, uh, Tom Latham stood up. And what I really like about the, the top order these days is that the most inexperienced guy there would either be Jack Ravel or Nichols. Well, they've actually been around three to four seasons now um, playing international um, test cricket. So there's not a batter up there who's in you know very, very early stages of his test career trying to find their feet. Well, these guys actually um, got a few test matches behind them now, and that always, I think, is... Uh, a great sign of the depth and how well that top top order is going. Do you think they can afford to carry a guy in the team who oh, we're starting to call Colin de Grandhome Fixie because he's only got one gear? Uh, he doesn't seem to be able to change. Uh, but yeah. that's that's worth sticking around with on these on these decks and, and what he provides with the ball as well. Not under threat at all. Oh, wasn't he test batsman of the year last year? You know that's only with the media, the... Kai. We're allowed to be mean. Yeah, you try to pick holes. Yeah, I don't think we'll be too too harsh on on him at this stage. I think he. Um, I think the wickets here in New Zealand suit him a lot more than they than they, than they would up in the, the subcontinent. He loves the ball coming onto the bat, and he loves the fast bowlers trying to be aggressive to him because he fights fire with fire. And uh, he picked up a few runs in, in um, that last test innings, and I think he's just one innings away from just going big. Actually, to be fair, uh, nothing to, appears to phase him too much. Um, I think, yeah, I think. Just the consistency of the test lineup we have at the moment is, is quite nice. Yeah, and we call him Fixie from a place of love, Kyle, because we're always looking for stupid nicknames. Uh, haven't got <laughs> one for you yet, but we'll get there. Kyle Mills, thank you very much uh, for your time and your insight. Have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year, and we'll be pestering again come mid-January. No worries. Cheers, Dustin.